You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Everybody and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story. This is episode number fifty-four. My name is Veronica here in the beautiful sunny today morning to Peninsula in Victoria, and of course joined by our co-host and executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. How are you feeling this week? Well, there's a bit of sun out, and uh, anyone who knows Victoria, it's four four um, seasons in one day. So this morning I'm okay. I've got my jacket ready though, in case in the afternoon we get a bit of rain. So, <laughs> but right now it's sunny, and I'm feeling good. Excellent, excellent. I got out in the golf course yesterday, which was a good thing. So, yeah. <laughs> not that I played well, but it was a good thing. Well, there's a lot of golfers out, and just uh, that's actually a good segue because we've got our uh, our regional um, in Victoria, uh, our southeastern regional golf day. So we did one earlier this year, and we've got another one at the end of the year. So I'd love to actually hear about other places, other BNI uh, regions around Australia that are doing events as well, and they could let us know, and we could actually promote those on the podcast as well. Yeah, and those are events with uh, outside of BNI meetings really work great with groups and members because especially if they're a regional event because you get to meet other people from around the region that you wouldn't normally meet in your chapter and it's all done in a bit of a social setting like a like a golf day or or a, or a conference or something like that it's done in a setting where it's not structured around you know a BNI meeting or business it's very casual you get to build those relationships you know from being today being at days like that where you've actually made new connections that have actually gone on to be really good connections for your business so one of the great things about an organization we're not just one group of you know 30 50 people uh in your room you're connected to basically um you know 270 odd thousand people worldwide and even in your local region most local regions have uh, even with a regional event have around uh, anywhere between 200 to 1,000 members in their local region as well that you could possibly connect to by attending these events. So if you get an opportunity, there's all sorts of different events, I'd recommend that you actually go there. And if you haven't got an event like that going, maybe talk to uh, to your executive director in the region because I know that our family day is a great way also to have um, BNI members bring their families because often we are leaving our families early in the morning and uh, we're doing business all day long in our own businesses and we get home and spend some family time at night. But those events where everyone gets to come together, the kids are having a play, everyone's having a sausage at the barbecue and it's a really great way to really forge those relationships on an even deeper level. Well, even when you get those events, you know, your partners and all that come along and you, they get to meet the other people within the region for those events and they then they start to get it and they start to get what it's about. Otherwise, you know, if, if you don't include them in those sorts of things, they, they, they wonder what it's about, they wonder what you're spending all this time on. But once they get it, they're a lot more accepting of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I can tell you that uh, every time I go into my office and I say, right, guys, I'm on my BNI podcast, all the kids go very quiet. They turn off their Netflix. 
And it's amazing because it doesn't happen very often. But I think my family finally get now um, that B&I is a big part of my life. And, you know, this podcast too, and our fantastic guests that um, bring us so much of their own experience to the whole nation of our B&I members. So that's uh, our segue today to our guest, Brent. Yeah, absolutely. And our guest here today, and we're in Melbourne as well with our guest, uh, and up closer to the city than where we are, Veronica. But our guest today is Gus McAllister, and uh, Gus is from BNI Active Networkers in the Melbourne Central Region. So, welcome, Gus, to the BNI Australia Story podcast. Oh well, thank you, Brent, and lovely to be here. Yeah, with both of you. So, uh, Gus, while we've got you here, please uh, tell us uh, what business, what's your business, and what category do you hold within your chapter? So I hold the food and beverage category um, and the business name is The Tipler & Co. And we're a, a bar and restaurant located just next to this, uh, the MCG. Oh, lovely. Down in uh, Wellington Parade there. I know exactly uh, oh. the area you're in. That's right. And some of you oldies may remember that it used to be called the Balzac once upon a time. So quite a famous restaurant. Oh, fantastic. And I think this is the first um, hospitality venue we've had on, Veronica, which is... Uh, which is great during our podcast over this time. So how long have you been in B&I, uh, Gus, and how did you find out about it? So I joined, I've just had my seventh month review. It's all a bit of a blur last year, but so I've been in here for seven months. Um, and I had a really good friend, uh, Kim Booth, who um, was in another chapter. Um, and we we're in the midst of lockdown. He said, Gus, you've got to get along to one of these. Um, and did that, did a few chapters and then joined uh, three weeks later. So hang on, hang on. You joined in the middle of a lockdown as a hospitality venue that couldn't open to the public. That's right. So there wasn't much else to do. Obviously, it was pretty quiet. We were doing a little bit of takeaway. Um, but we'd actually, one of the things that we did, we pivoted towards, which was we had to do a lot of that, was uh, we're doing virtual tastings. So we were sending out um, gin packs to all over Melbourne and we're opening them up on a Thursday night and sort of going through them with experts. So... I came on sort of representing that. And then obviously as things opened up, I was able to sort of actually spruik or, you know, talk about our, um, our actual, you know, coming into the venue. Well, you've actually, you've piqued Veronica's interest there. <laughs> well, I heard the word gin in my ears. When I was <laughs> gin became my best friend during lockdown, I've got to tell you. I never drank it before. <laughs> but I, I've just got to ask you actually, Gus, because I have um, a lot of friends in hospitality and um, good on the person who actually said to you, you've got to come along to a meeting because they clearly cared about you and your business and thought enough of you um, that you'd be a good fit for, for their chapter. But I asked a number of people in your similar situation to come along to a BNI meeting and they were just so um, despondent about the way things were going and in, in their brain trying to work out how they were going to pivot. What could I have said to them that something that was said to you that possibly would have made the difference to get them along to a meeting? I think um, it was very, for hospitality, it's been obviously a bit of a rough ride, but it's probably been the most formative year of my life. Um, and I think it's it's also looking proactively and hospitality, as soon as we do go into a lockdown, um, everything stops. So anything that you do, you know, you get multiple benefits from it, um, from everyone. And so I think that if you were to say, look, if do you want more business, and that's what we want, like you, you obviously we're looking down the, the barrel of, you know, some slower business and BNI has certainly helped with that. So it's been another feather in your, in your, you know, another arrow in your bow. So it's been fantastic. 
Yeah, great. Thank you. So when you uh, when you joined your BNI chapter, you you your business couldn't couldn't trade normally as it would as a uh, as a hospitality venue as such. So was that the uh, was the tastings the uh, the sort of thing you you push for referrals immediately through your chapter or or uh, or through doing takeaway meals that sort of thing while people were locked down. The tastings were were probably the thing I pushed the most, um, or sort of told everyone out. I, I've since learned that it's more about givers gain. I think you know trying to help other people. Um, but I yeah that was the, sort of the first thing I did. But then soon it became sort of an event venue, um, and look we're the only food and uh, beverage category in 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 the Melbourne Central. So. Um, that's been absolutely fantastic. So we've, we've done do a lot with Braith. Um, obviously, we had on the podcast, um, was it last week or the week before? So that's been excellent. Yeah, and I, I find this amazing that venues don't see the benefit of this in a lot of instances. And as you said, you're well, the only hospitality venue in your, in your region. We've got hospitality venues in our region, but I, I think it's something that should be probably represented in every chapter because um it's this is a really good ad from because members tend to show loyalty and i'd like to hear about your experience on this where they um they will go to your venue uh for you know for meetings for meals for one-to-ones uh family events we see a lot of people if they've got a family birthday they book out the venue and they choose you know the bni member over everyone else because they know it's a good venue they know they'll be looked after and and it's and it's a way of supporting um someone else and 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 then from that when you bring guests along it opens up other opportunities because it shows your business uh to other people who may not have actually thought to try it out before and then they go hey they've had a wonderful experience and they, then they start coming back as well have you found that with the particular group and how that's been working with you Absolutely. So I think we're a bit of a discovery venue. We're, we're quite small from the front, but we've, we can sort of fit, you know, 190. Um, wow. And so, look, all of the chapters have invited in friends and family. And when you walk into our venue, it is it is a personal experience. Um, and people say, wow, I didn't know this was here. And that's very, very common. And I think that then they start the journey of each, each people they bring in starts their journey. So they'll bring in a few friends, they'll bring in family, and then realistically in time they will hold a function here and that, that's sort of just a matter of time and so I think it's very valuable and um hospitality like as you you know mentioned one-to-ones fantastic you know a relaxed environment catching up for a beer or a coffee it's, it's a great way to sort of tick a few boxes while while you're doing that you know you're getting a referral you're sort of checking out the venue bringing people in it's it's wonderful how do you make time for BNI and also run your business? Because I think that's what a lot of business owners, especially hospitality, can't quite get their head around. So I'm sort of lucky in that I, it's my business and I've been running this for nearly eight years. Um, and I suppose the, my biggest push is that I want to work more on the business and less in the business. It's challenging hospitality when you have kids and, you know, you don't want to be working too many nights and that sort of thing. So realistically my job is to bring in business um and look every year i try something new and obviously bni was sort of this and this has been by far the most successful so look it is all of the the givers gained and all of the sort of getting people and the networking is good for me and good for my business so i look at it as just an extension of my day nothing really changes except 
I'm probably more, certainly more proactive. Um, and we, I find a proportion of that day is actually helping others um, to get referrals, but in turn, you get them back. So it's, it's wonderful. I find a lot of people with hospitality venues we deal with don't have a, um, they come from a, uh, uh, like a chef type background and they don't have that, that business mentality on, on growing the business. And um, they, they work day to day, uh, whereas they don't look at, okay, this is going to be a big, big benefit for us down the track and this is going to help us for a long time. They're only looking, you know, a, a week ahead a lot of the time. So um, where you are, you're in a uh, in an area where you haven't got much competition within BNI in your local area. So you're getting people from other chapters and all that being able to use you and, and probably um, people who do what you do, you know, and, and are not in those chapters are missing out on that. So you're getting the benefit from that too. And and uh, you've got a bit of a captive market with not much competition at the moment. Oh, look, that's wonderful. Like hospitality is full of competition. There's some big guys, there's lots of money. Um, and I've stumbled across this, obviously, B9. It's not big within hospitality, you know, certainly in, in our area, but it's wonderful. Look, there's um, every person I go to in B&I, there's no other venue that they can come to. And so that's, that's extremely valuable for me. And I've got to make sure that I make the most of that whilst, you know, um, in the, in the, in the sort of the short and medium term. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it is, it is really good. So, um, uh, and I, I know it's been really tough for uh, hospitality venues, especially the last couple of weeks here, because we've been in a similar situation in, in Victoria where, uh, where you guys had to, sh had to close your doors. So, um, Tell us a bit more about the uh, the virtual tastings that you set up and uh, and promoted through the network. And um, you had up to 70 people on some of those during that time. Yeah, so it's been a really interesting one. I think it's, um, we certainly, every every lockdown and for the last year, there's, there's certain things that people really crow um, and connection's one of them. And look, you talk to anyone, and everyone's drinking probably a lot, which is which is great um, for obviously for my for what I do. Um, and so, look, people just want to connect. And so, what we do is we do a little bit of an antipasto from local dairies, and we've got a like a pork place down in Ballarat. Um, we, we send that out on the day, uh, and we usually do about sort of five gins um, or five wines, and that's the thing. But it is actually quite amazing as. Everyone is very familiar with Zoom, but we got some people all over Australia. Um, one of the, with the gin one that we did, we got Daniel Motlop, who is an incredible, they're putting together the seven seasons, which is gin from the Northern Territory, but access to amazing people. And we all try the gins together and we connect over what the flavors we're getting and get to ask questions. So it's all about connection, um, much like B&I. Um, and for that, we sort of all, connect when we can't really connect. And I think that's been really, really special. Um, but going forward, people want to do that. We can sort of get different niches. And then also people who have kids, they don't get out of the house. And so it's fantastic. You sort of put the kids to bed, jump online, try five gins or so, and then, you know, party started. It's great. I feel like you're looking straight at me as you're saying that. <laughs> oh, no, someone's been watching me during lockdown. <laughs> Well, now you mentioned, mentioned wines, <laughs> uh, you, you piqued my interest too. Um, how'd you find it, Gus? Uh, you actually started on Zoom in B&I. Uh, has, has your group gone back face-to-face? -face? Yeah, but I, I must say 
Look, I'm, I'm being a sort of a publican. I'm, I'm very much a people person. Um, I love, I sort of, there's a lot of reading people when you're in hospitality and the, and the sort of the micro expressions. And so I, I'm, you know, I'd much prefer to do it in person, but the Zoom has been great. Um, I think that there's, we're certainly looking at how to do things better on Zoom always, you know. Um, but yeah, I think in person, it's, it's really difficult to beat. And I, that's where everyone can be their, their best, I think. Yeah. So, um, are you actually have you got to a point where you're actually hosting chapter meetings there now? Oh, not not at our venue. Look, we're sort of look, we're big enough that we're we're sort of an evening venue, so it's quite a big um, thing. So okay. we're um, at AU seventy nine, which hosts a number of chapters, and and that's a stunning venue, sort of in in Abbotsford. Okay, great. Well, um, this is a really great ad for venues um, for what we're speaking about, where where members. Uh, seem to actually show those venues venues loyalty and, and they can actually build from there and and someone who's actually come from you know joining in the in the zoom space veronica now you know into face to face and it's just sort of uh just sort of carried over i'd probably dare say now we're back face to face people are um people were well up until the last couple of weeks people were craving to to go out and uh, and enjoy some of the uh, hospitality around the place, especially in Melbourne. Uh, mm. Melbourne's, um, you know, renowned for the, the restaurant and hospitality scene. Uh, I think in a lot of instances, we're really blessed in Melbourne because we can we can go out anywhere and have great food and great coffee. There, you know, there is an abundance of it and an abundance of choices, but... Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, with the situation we had, a lot of businesses shut their doors. And I was just, um, yeah, just a case in point, just down the road from you, uh, we were going out the other week and I said, oh, we'll just call into, you know, I, I had my favourite um, Suvalaki place down the road from where you were. We pulled up to get a Suvalaki on our way out and it was shut, the doors were shut. It was all closed up, we couldn't do it. And, um, and then it really sort of, it really sort of hit home and then you looked along the street where there were a lot of, uh, you know, cafes and restaurants previously, and now the and then there was only a, a scattering of them because they, you know, a lot of them had to close their doors because they just couldn't do it. Uh, but on the other hand, we had businesses that that, um, you know, that buzzword again pivoted, and uh, and thought outside the square and actually worked out a way to keep their businesses going. And now um, those businesses. Uh, are reaping the rewards because the competition is less in the area as well. So um, great for you. So um, we like to sort of uh, ask all our guests, Gus, um, what would be a tip that you've learned over your seven months in BNI for a member to achieve success in BNI? I think the most, the biggest thing that I have learned is, I suppose, the education component. Um, and I've just been recently in the last couple of months on the education coordinator. So I think that's been sort of opened my eyes to a little bit more, but listen to podcasts like this, I find fantastic. Um, there's a couple of guys over in the US have got a podcast, the Knox podcast, um, but the power of one, all those sort of education units are sort of that real, build a really great base. Um, and then second to that is, I love asking the question of, of approaching a situation is it what can I do to help you? I think, I look at that one first and then it's amazing when you sort of get on topic that you can really help people and then it, I just find that in turn it makes you feel great when you help people but then in turn 
they help you when they go over the way to help you. So I think those two things have been been fantastic. But look, it's a journey. I'm loving everything, and you know, every every podcast or every CU unit that you do sort of open drives us something uh, something else. And I think that's it's exciting. Yeah. I, I just um, wanted to ask a couple of questions. What time is your meeting, Gus, each week? So we met this morning at uh, quarter to seven. Okay, so you get invited to a meeting. You're in hospitality. You're doing night hours most of the time. You're in lockdown. Someone says we need you to get up at 6 a.m. and be on Zoom at quarter to seven in the morning for a meeting, and you still decide to go. Absolutely. So my dream is I've got, you know, I suppose that I really want to be a nine to five business person. I think that hospitality, I'm not getting any younger. Um, and, I, and I think that that, that, that sort of that, uh, the time I put in, you know, before, before nine o'clock is, is a great way to help me to achieve that. And already it, it being I opened your eyes about what can be achieved, the people in the room and having the resources there and the different people in your, in your chapter. So I think it's it's a very it's very cheap, you know. Like if that cost of getting up early, I think that it's gonna it's the the only way that I'm gonna achieve my dream of working nine to five or sort of you know not nights and not weekends. I suppose is to do that. So it's a great investment. I think th thank you for sharing that because I I couldn't have articulated that. Often people say I don't want to get up that early because I work nights, and I think what you've actually just said then I'm not going to sleep you know, that extra hour in the morning when I could already be on my way to actually achieving my dreams and getting up. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you is what would your business look like if you hadn't joined BNI seven months ago? Look, I think, um, I suppose that I've been in here for seven years. So I, I think that, it, that I've learned a lot in the last 12 months um, with lockdown, but I think BNI, I work a lot on my own. Obviously I'm a um, and I work a lot with younger people. So I'm sort of nearly approaching, I'm approaching 40. Most of the staff are sort of early twenties and that, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the reality of hospitality. Um, but I get to talk with professionals, um, every, every Tuesday and throughout the week of my one-to-ones. And I think that it's, that's been the most important thing. And I look at my business and what it needs, um, during BNI and obviously sort of Tuesday is my sort of BNI day. Um, and I think, Gee, I really need a graphic designer. I really need um, help with my marketing. And I've, I've actually reached out to those people and, and done that. Um, interestingly, my public speaking has increased a lot and I'm a lot more confident and I'm sort of happy to sort of do a lot more sort of sort of cold calling or walking up to people and just introducing myself. And so it's probably just put me on that path a lot quicker and accelerate that path of sort of independence um, and doing that. So it's it's been great. Thank you. Well, that's fantastic, Brent, isn't it? I've, I've already got two or three people in my head I'm going to send this podcast to the moment that it actually gets uploaded um, who would really benefit from hearing Gus's story. Absolutely. And I think people listening today, um, invite your favourite hospitality venue to a meeting. Mm. You know, everyone's got their go-to place in their area. Um, and, you know, hey, have a listen to this and, and just see people how they do it because people can't get their head around um, head around the commitment if they're if they're not sort of used to that. And Gus, just before you go, um, so if I go into the uh, the Tipler and Co. Fifty Eight Wellington Parade, East Melbourne, what would be the uh, number one dish I need to order in there? Number one dish. Um, well, I suppose that everyone, no one leaves without having. We do all like we make everything on premises. So 
We do some pretty amazing, like, thrice-cooked fries. So, look, that's going to be a part of your meal. Um, interestingly, um, I'm, I'm off a farming background, so I'm actually from a place called Donald in the Wimmera in Victoria. Um, but I'm working with my family, and we're actually bringing in some of our own, own lamb. So we've got a beautiful uh, uh, lamb rack on the menu at the moment, and that's, that's pretty amazing. So I think uh, Bonnie Bray lamb, obviously very small producer, but look, really pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, lamb rack, you've got me there. You've got me there. Okay, and, and chips, lamb rack and chips, I'm all over it. Gus, um, fantastic. And if that doesn't give me a complimentary uh, glass of Shiraz when I come in there, I don't think anything will. But uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, joining us today on the podcast, B. Uh, great Gus. guest again. Thanks so much, Gus. No, thanks very much for having me and loving, loving the podcasts. Um, and yeah, keep them coming. And uh, it's great that you're now on the BNI Business Builder as well. So I can get a few points there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I tell you what, um, just for people who are listening, we are recording this at 9.30 in the morning and um, I feel very wrong because all I'm thinking about right now is a gin and some lamb rack. So um, I know. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just terrible, but that sounds delicious. And, I, and I've got to say, what excites me is being able to go into... A restaurant and support a BNI member because we want to support local, but that people don't realise that when you're part of BNI, that actually means supporting a BNI member. Yeah, absolutely, and I see it happen quite a bit with some of the hospitality venues um, we've got, and especially in our regional chapters. In our regional chapters, um, we got we got a lot of hospitality venues who are part of it. So um, we've got pubs, we've got restaurants, and uh, coffee, you know, coffee eateries as well, and it just becomes a hub for the for the chapter where people uh, go in and get their coffees, people go in and get their, uh, have their one-to-ones there, they have their family events, they have their celebrations uh, there as the first point of call. And um, as I said earlier, it just it just opens it up to, to the guests who they bring with them in the wider market as well. I just wanted to give a big shout out to all of our BNI members that take care of other BNI members. And uh, if you're not part of BNI and you're wondering what it will do for your business, we'll just listen to the podcast. But here's something else that BNI does for you, for you as a person. My hot water service went off yesterday. It's a public holiday. And I rang my plumber, my BNI go to plumber, Clayton Greenbury, and I said, Clay, on a message, don't call me back. It's a public holiday, but um, can you give me a call tomorrow? My hot water service is gone. He rang me within five minutes at 7.30 at night, and within 12 hours he was already in my backyard replacing my hot water service between 25 other jobs that he has on. That's what being in BNI is, and that's what supporting BNI members does. So uh, I just, uh, no question for you this week. I just wanted to do a big shout out for all of those BNI members that go the extra mile for members because that's what we are. We're supporting each other. I think we're lucky it's not smell vision this morning if you haven't had a shout. Just before we go, V, (laughs) just before we go, this is probably everyone's last chance to register for the BNI Australia Business Growth Conference on the 25th of June. Just remember it's... uh, it's it's a it's a online and face to face. If you can get there, we still don't know if we can get there yet. We'll find out in the coming days. Hopefully, if we can get along. But on the twenty fifth of June, uh, Michael E Gerber is a keynote. If this is the first time you've heard us talk about this, look up tickets uh, at Business Growth BNI Business Growth Conference on Eventbrite, and an online ticket is around forty five bucks. A face to face ticket 
which is catered around 196 for the whole day. Great experts there, great panels, great networking opportunities. Get along, support it. Uh, it should be a great event. Adelaide will put on a great event over there, that team. Simone Douglas, who we've had on our podcast episode two way back when. That's another person we need to get back. Uh, she's one of the uh, one of the organisers of it, and I know she'll do well. And she's in the hospitality industry as well. Well, we've, uh, we'll have a great time if we actually do get there, so I'm hoping we do. But if not, I'll be on my recliner. I might order in some nice lamb racks and uh, have a gin in my hand, and I definitely won't miss uh, Michael E. Gerber because he is fantastic and uh, that whole event. So thank you, everybody. Thank you to our uh, podcast producer, Steve, for being with us today, our fantastic um, guest, Gust. Thank you. And Brent, we'll see you the same time next week for episode number 55 of BNI, The Australian Story. Thank you.